Alrighty, everybody. This is Bernard. And this is Samir. And welcome to another episode of the Angry Blurds podcast. Well, the nerds are black and the nerds are angry. Did you just, like, change the tone of your voice for dramatic effect? What? No. <laughs> okay, first things first. Happy Halloween. We are recording this a day late just because I was helping someone move and I just... Yeah, all Hallows Eve. Yeah, and happy birthday to Noodle from Gorillas. Yes, the girl who we saw grew up in front of our eyes went from a little girl with a with a guitar to a snack with a guitar. Okay, and unfortunately, we also have to say rest in peace to Sean Connery. Yes, Sean Connery, who we know for as uh, James Bond, uh, Alan Quartermain, and um, that old guy from Entrapment. Really, the old guy from Entrapment? I can't remember his character's name. You could have literally went to Wikipedia and went to his filmography. I mean, I, I've watched other movies with him in it, but the it's just... The old guy from Entrapment? I'm like, really? Guy from Entrapment. What is wrong with you? What do you want me to say? I don't know. I just can't believe you I, Okay, that. I think he was the best part of uh, that awful movie. Um, you could... is Robert McDowell. Okay, there we go. You could have said The Rock... Dragonheart, just cause. Welcome to the Rock. That was a a kind of line. I'm surprised you didn't go with your movie Highlander. I mean, it's not my movie. I do like Highlander. I wish yeah. we make it. And of course, one of my favorite Sean Connery movies, The Hunt for Red October. And of course, Indiana Jones, Henry Jones Sr. That is true. Yeah. And obviously, like we said, the first James Bond. Um, what is your favorite Sean Connery movie? Mm, it is a toss up between um, um, Indiana Jones and uh, The Rock. You really? Oh, like I said, he is one of the best parts of. Um, Entrapment. Uh, I was going to say League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That movie was awful. Yeah, he was the, he was one of the good parts, and Captain Nemo's car was awesome. Yeah, the, okay, the the cinematography in that movie, like the makeups, the makeup design, the costumes, a lot of it, it, it had swagger. It just was a bad adaptation, awful adaptation. He was also an ex- executive producer on the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Well, I mean, hopefully he made some money off of that. That was a bomb, wasn't it? It really was a, uh, I want to say it was a bomb. Hold on a second. No, I mean, kind of. Just barely not a bomb. $78 million budget box office, 179 points. Okay, any profit is, is profit. All right, they yeah, spent that much money. Barely any profit. Really. Yeah, I know, but hey, at least it wasn't in the red. Some movies be in the red. Green Lantern. Uh-huh. But yeah. So you said it's a toss-up between... Entrapment, and you said the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Why do you keep saying? I said The Rock and Indiana Jones. How do we? You, are you even listening to me? I'm sorry, I don't know. Cause you said Entrapment, and that was just stuck in my head. Cause he was also a producer on that. I just thought it was a weird movie, and he, I could see he was the producer because he paired himself with Catherine Zeta Jones. Which in 1999, Catherine Zeta Jones was fire. She might still be fire. She oh, still is. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, so. I'm going to say uh, Dragonheart. <laughs> Dragonheart. Now, that movie isn't much better 
then leave Schroeder just I know, but it was like one of those I just yeah, I know it was you very awesome. It was a very awesome movie. Actually, okay, it actually kind of holds up the the um the special effects on that dragon for that time was actually pretty impressive. Yeah, they surprisingly, actually, right? Yeah, they actually got nominated for an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. Yeah, because I mean, damn, the, it, it looked pretty freaking realistic for what was that movie, 96? Yep, right on the dot, 96. Yeah, dear God. I mean, that was that was impressive. And it holds up too. It's crazy, right? Yeah, it came out in May, uh, May 31st, 96 in America. And why did it wait so long to come out in the UK? It came out October 18th. Hmm. I don't know, but but yeah, may one may the goat rest in peace. And also I also meant to do this one earlier, but I forgot about it mm, while we were doing the podcast. Rest in peace to um Conchata Farrell. Oh, sorry, I forgot to put my phone on silent. And uh, that was one of the guys. Why don't you, uh, yeah? Why don't you um, let the audience know who that is? Yeah, if you don't know who Conchata Farrell is, she played Berta, the housekeeper, on all twelve seasons of Two and a Half Men. She was on L.A. Law, and if you remember the classic Adam Sandler movie, Mr. Deed, she played. I cannot remember the character's name right now. But she was the old lady who was his mother figure. Yes. Uh, Jan, who who Winona Ryder kicked in the groin and said, I ain't got no balls, dummy. Yes, but I yeah. recall that. She was also in Krampus, which I forgot. That movie was awful. Didn't we go see Krampus? We did, and we were disappointed. I kind of enjoyed it. You, uh, you're kind of retarded. You can't say that word. You're right, I can't say that word. But you are brain damaged. Yeah, that that's already been established. So yeah, there's that. But yeah, she she passed away on the sixth on the twelfth of I believe it was uh, heart failure. Yeah, complications from cardiac arrest, and she was seventy seven years old. Yeah, pretty old. But yeah, so we're going to get out of the grim and you know darkness of death and give you guys some news like you always want. Yeah. So, as always, I am going to throw out all the MCU MCU news that has come out. So, first things first, a couple of days ago, Zendaya arrived on the set of Spider-Man 3 in Atlanta to shoot her scenes. So, we got more of MJ and of oh, a small bit of news as Spider-Man goes. Tom Holland said that he started reading the script of Spider-Man 3, and he just said, I'm not going to tell you anything about it because I've learned my lesson. And, of course, we all know that Tom Holland is a, a leaker. <laughs> I was going to say a gossip because a leaker just sounds disgusting. Like, yo, really? <laughs> I mean, that's what happened. Leak. You, you leak information. I know, but I was he's a, thinking. He's a security breach. I was thinking rectal leaking or... You went there. I was just saying he deletes information. I, I was know, not. It's not what you said. It's how you said it. It's like he's a leaker. Yeah, someone who leaks information. You could have said, said that that's gossip you. or a blabbermouth, but a leaker. All right. Well, anyway, enough of that. Um. So, uh, Letitia Wright, aka Shuri, was being interviewed by Yahoo Entertainment, and they were like. When is a all-female Avengers movie going to happen? I think, okay, it's not that I don't want that to happen. I definitely do. 
I just think they don't have enough people to make it happen. You know, but they could. But I think for it to have impact, we need more cast members. I mean, so, they can obviously add more in and set it up. I mean. Oh, it has to make sense, too, because, okay, who are they going to grab and how many roster? So we need we need four to six characters, right? Well, so we got we Shuri, Mantis, Wanda. Let's try to exclude everyone from space because it's going to be a hard task to write them in. You got so two let's people say, from space. I didn't even say Gamora or Nebula. Yeah, but Mantis is space. So I, Yeah, I, two are space, I said. I just named four people and two are from space. Okay, so look, Carol, um, Janet, Wanda... Hope. Hope. Yeah, you said Janet. I did say Janet. <laughs> so, uh, uh, where was I? Um, Carol. Hope. Carol. Um, a Black Widow, because I think um, Florence Pugh is going to take yes, over, hopefully. Obviously. Yeah. So we could definitely do it, I guess. Um, yeah. So hopefully we get the right director and, and the, and the uh, script is good. But nice, yeah. nice dialogue. So obviously Kevin Feige is going to be spearheading this because you know, in Feige we trust. I mean, he's been he hasn't steered us wrong that often. When has Feige ever steered us wrong? Was Thor too his fault? Well, he is the um, o- overhead of what you call it of Marvel Studios, so he kind of does have like you know a little bit of insight on and every who, who did thing. Iron Man three? I still, I mean, Iron Man three wasn't. Kevin Feige isn't a director. He's just an executive producer. Yeah, John Favreau did that, right? No, that was Shane Black. Shane Black. John Favreau did one and two. Okay. So, yeah, those are the two good ones, in my opinion. And I mean, I know what they were trying to do. And if I I were to I still like Iron Man 3. I just didn't think they respected the character very much. I guess. Uh, you're still talking about the manager thing? You didn't watch the MCU short? I'm talking about, I'm strictly just talking about Iron Man himself. The man was dealing with PTSD. And he can't build suits because he's dealing with PTSD? Uh, yeah, think about it. He would have died in his suit. That was basically his coffin. All I'm saying is all those extra suits he made were, were, were trash. Like, they were all falling apart. They were breaking. Well, they weren't made to withstand the heat of those guys, which I can't... He see. took Thor's hammer in the first Avengers. He Thor blasted him with his lightning, and standard lightning is hot, okay? I mean, that actual lightning strike... Did you not strike, see how shredded that, that suit was afterwards? Yeah, and it powered it up, though. He still was in the fight. Those yeah. suits were crumbling with one hit. Once again, whatever the melting point, you know. Let's, I'm let's, saying, those, the, the, are those guys stronger than an Asgardian, a, a, a royal level Asgardian? No, stronger than lightning. It's possible. What we were going with, he got hit with lightning. He didn't get hit with the hammer. And lightning the is hot. It's definitely hotter than, than anything we can conceivably heat up. Okay. Yeah, I get. It. Okay, I get it. I'm, yes. Hang on a second. Let me. I'm googling this right now. No, man. No, we need to get back on this MCU news. We're not going on it. Go ahead. I'm gonna come of, back with it. Oh fuck! Fuck's sake. All right. Uh, another bit of news. Oscar. Fifty thousand degrees Fahrenheit. Fifty thousand degrees. I'm gonna look up magma and see how hot that is. It's hotter. Let's find out. It's fucking hotter. Let's find out. All right. So Oscar Isaac is going to star as Moon Knight for Disney+. Plus. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, the guy's a, is an amazing actor. 1,060 Fahrenheit. And um, yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I told you it was hotter. Yes, yeah, it's really hotter. So lightning? 
If you can withstand that, you should, no, uh, I'm sorry. You don't see Magnum. You walk through a volcano like it's a Sunday breeze. Goddamn Iron Man 3. All right, well, Moon Knight is actually one of my favorite characters. For those of you who don't know who Moon Knight is, Google him. Just think Batman with uh, mental health issues. Yeah, Mark Spector. If the that's goat. even his real name, because... If that even is his real name, that's who it is. Like, I've been uh, reading Moon Knight since Charlie Houston and David Finch revitalized the character, I want to say, back in... What was that, mid Oh four, oh five. yeah, it was some early to mid-2000s. And I'm still pissed I forgot that comic, so I did not get it signed by David Finch. But, yeah. So, the man has control over zombies. Uh... Like I said, like I was telling you a few weeks ago, well, like a month ago, he absorbed the powers of the Iron Fist, the Sorcerer Supreme, and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. And he is able to control uh, the universe's different moons and objects made out of them. So, like, dude, he grabbed Thor's hammer because Uru is a metal from a moon. He's also got necromancy and... Well, well, he pledges fade. allegiance to a death god, so that get that forces him a lot of moon abilities. god. Moon god. Isn't he? Isn't I he think a death? Isn't is he, moon he, he prevail over death? I mean, I could be wrong. Well, he, when I do. He also has control over uh, over mummies. Yeah, you got to catch up on uh, on Avengers, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Egyptian lunar god. But does he? But does that particular god prevail over death? No, it just says uh, Khonshu is based off the Egyptian god Khonshu. Uh, he is a member of the Helio, uh, Heliopotan, um, whatever, Pantheon, and the patron of Moon Knight. Khonshu possessed Moon Knight uh, during the hero's time with the West Coast Avengers. He was often shown as a largely benevolent god who wanted to assist the team. He was at times shown to be conflicted on whether or not he should reveal his powers and what was worthy of it. He was able to effortlessly resist being controlled by the mutant known as the voice. Mm. And yeah, so I probably wouldn't have went with Oscar Isaac. I probably would have went, I mean, with some some white. Oscar Isaac, if he puts on some muscle, he's going to kill this role. Well, no, I, I just said with someone white. I mean, Oscar Isaac can pass for white, dude. He can pass for white, but he's not. He's not, but he can. Yeah. Where's he from? Uh, I don't remember. I just remember his last name is Gutierrez. He's Guatemalan. Oh, okay. So, yeah, honestly, he's pretty on the brown side as far as... um. But, yeah, he puts on some... um. If he, you know, untans, if that's the word, that's not a word. I'm making it up, though. I'm coining it. If he puts on some uh, muscle and untans, I guess he can do it. You mean bleaches? I don't know. I didn't know. I said that. I okay, said on ten. Just, okay, just stay out of the sun for a while. No one okay, said bleach. Okay, just make that's offensive. Sure. All right, and the show is. I guess the pilot is going to be directed by Mohammed Diab. Uh, he is an Egyptian director. I'm looking at his filmography. He hasn't done anything I've seen because it's all pretty much. Egyptian oh, also, film. you might want to specify this is going to be a series because um, yes, I just this is it obviously was. a series. For Disney, I think I said that at the beginning, but if I didn't, this is a series for Disney Plus. And the thing with all these Disney Plus MCU series, Falcon, Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, Moon Knight. 
if these characters haven't already appeared in movies, they will eventually appear in movies. They said that what a year and a half ago. Which is why I'm so I'm, this is why I was okay with them canceling all the Netflix and ABC and and um, Hulu shows. Which is why I don't know why they put Hellstrom on Freeform because they don't care. Uh, it's on Hulu. Right, but it's not it's not in the same. It, you can't pull it into the MCU. So why do a I mean, this would have been really cool to bring in more magic and afterlife, you know, hooey into the MCU. All we have is Doctor Strange right now. Yeah. And I think the last piece of MCU news I have is they they wrapped up production on Shang-Chi a couple days ago. Nice. And they went over, they've had over 40,000 COVID tests without a single positive. Because you know why? They're not morons. Yeah, because that's how it's done. But we're not, we're not going to get political, even though it shouldn't be political, you know, how to handle an infectious disease. But we'll do it. Uh, excuse me. So, and more Marvel news. Like I said last week, Prowler is confirmed for Spider-Man Miles Morales. And we got the last suit, which was the one I obviously regretted. Into the Spider-Verse. So, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I like the Into the Spider-Verse suit. I just hope it's a, we get a variation with the Jordans and the hoodie. Well, no, they switched it to, like, knockoff Adidas. Same difference. But, but yeah. So, Prowler is indeed in the film. I'm going to send you the video that uh, PlayStation posted, which you just got. And who knows... If he is going to go toe to toe with his uncle and be responsible for his death, like always. Well, I mean, Aaron be tripping, man. Yeah, Aaron do be tripping. All right, so what do you got? Well, um, I want to jump into just a couple of shows that I've been watching from the fall anime season. Um, mainly uh, two of them that, that stand out for me, which are Jujutsu Tyson and uh, Burn the Witch. Now, Burn the Witch is um, made by Bleach creator uh, Kudo Take. I'm sorry, Tate. And uh, yo, it is, dude. I'm sorry. Just give it a give it a watch. I know it's not dubbed yet, but dude, give it a watch. You won't be disappointed. Like the first episode starts semi slow, but it basically just builds up the world and, and gives you some exposition. Exposition, but dude, it just it jumps straight into it and it, it gets so fast. Dude, the, the animation is sprawling and and fast paced and still very detailed. And the color palette is okay. So do you did you ever watch Bleach Bernard? No. All right. Well, Bleach was a fairly colorful um and well um and well presented anime. You know, I when it wanted to be until I was like 18. Okay, well, when it wanted to be. And uh, this is it, it just, it's just, just a continuation of that. So the abilities of the characters, which are mainly all magic-based, because, you know, it's a it's like a world that um, deals with witches and dragons, and it, it's flipped on over, it's just like reverse uh, parallel uh, universe to ours. So there's London, and there's reverse London. And the reverse London is where the whole story takes place, you know? So I'm excited for it. Also, apparently, there may be some connection to Bleach, because at the end of the, like the third or fourth episode, they uh, they did a t- this is a tiny spoiler, y'all, but they had a sign that said um, uh, Western Soul Society, which would um, lend to the idea that the Bleach series was the Eastern Soul Society, which means that basically all of Asia 
is um, taken, taken up by the Eastern Soul Society. And then the Western Soul Society apparently is all in reverse London and stuff like that. So they deal with all the afterlife there, apparently. Oh. I just thought that was super interesting. If that's, if that's the implication they're making. If not, then, you know, that's still a cool little um, uh, Easter egg. All right. And what was... Oh, the hang on. I'm going to... Yeah, the other one. Uh, I'm going to jump on the other one. Uh, Jujutsu Tyson is... You would think it's your, your uh, run-of-the-mill battle um, anime, which it kind of is. But because of the premise and how the, the, the series handles its, um, its mythos, it kind of lends to a lot, it kind of leans into its strengths very effectively. So uh, basically, they have these people who basically exercise and um, and deal with curses, essentially, and all, all the you know demons and stuff that could pop out with them. And of course, a certain kind of person that deals with this has to be a little crazy because all of them end up dying in horrible ways eventually. You know, because it's a very dangerous job. So this this gives them the writer and the creator basically uh, full uh, full uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Anyways, they're able to very easily make a lot of colorful and unhinged characters, which makes the show very fun to watch. Control was what you were looking for? Not control, not really. But anyways, uh, main character, pretty interesting. Um, not much to say about him. He's a standard showing protagonist, wants to help everybody, and has uh, just latent talent. So, you know, pretty good there. But the supporting cast so far is really dope. Um, can't speak highly, more highly of it. So good. I, I highly recommend both those shows. I haven't sunk my teeth into the other shows that came out this season, but those two are, I'm, I'm watching right now. Then I'll probably circle back and watch more. Okay, cool. All right. So I just had it. Give me one second. Mm-hmm. All right. So a film series that I was never interested in is coming back for a fifth one. Insidious Five. So Patrick Wilson is going to direct it. He played the father. He He's was directing it now. Yes. Uh, if you don't know who Patrick Wilson is, he I mean, was Night Owl and Watchmen, and he was Orm and Aquaman. Yes, he's actually a good actor. Yes, he is a good actor. He was in one of my favorite indie movies that came out Lake a couple Fee years Terrace. ago. I forgot about Lakeview Tours. It was who was that? Kerry Washington. Yeah, he acted opposite of Kerry Washington and, and, and Sam, uh, Jackson. Sam Jackson. Good movie. Yes, very good, underrated movie. But I was going to say Stretch. Yeah, Stretch was <laughs> nice. Stretch was a hilarious movie. So Chris and, Pine and Jessica Alba. I forgot they were in that movie. But um, him and Ty Simpkins, who we looped back around to Iron Man 3, played... Um, Harley, who you didn't recognize at the funeral in Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. Are going to appear in the film and it's set 10 years after Insidious The Last Key. All right. What are your thoughts on that? Because you're you're big into the horror genre. My thoughts is Insidious has never been that good to me. Uh, They had a couple of good jump scares, but they were kind of on the cheap side. But other than that, um, I mean, I guess I'll give it a whirl if it doesn't suck completely. Mm. Like, uh, like I said, I've, I'm not really that big in the horror. I'm more into um, suspense. So, like, I like Get Out and It. But I've never been into the Insidious franchise. But 
who knows? I might jump into it one day. All right, what do you got, man? All right, big effing news. So they dropped more um, details on Final Fantasy 16. They introduced uh, uh, more of the characters' relationships and the six nations that will be, uh, you know, prevalent in the narrative and in the, uh, the game's uh, world. Okay, tell us some more. Because I looked at it, but I didn't really, like, read into it that much because I was, like, on my phone at work. All right, so the main one, well, the, the our protagonists come from the Grand Duchy of Rosaria, and basically it stars, um, I'm trying to see how I pronounce this, guys. Uh, yeah, it stars uh, a guy named Clive Rossfield and his brother Joshua, who is apparently, now everyone has, every nation has like a, a, a summon, which they call, what was it, Aeon? No, Icons, they call them Icons. And basically the one person has to be the, dominant of the icon and essentially they they are the avatar that that, that um, being and they can call it forth and do and they have certain abilities with it and whatnot and uh the, the main character he was supposed to get that but he didn't he wasn't i guess worthy or compatible so it went to his little brother who is actually not a very is not a combative person he more likely just you know sit inside and read and whatnot and blah 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 now clive of course takes this and like okay well i guess i'll go ahead and dedicate myself to uh marshall um feats and um, be my brother's protector, which is what he does, right? And uh, and basically that everything's well and good. Uh, Clive is a prodigy with the sword. So at the age of 15, he gets like this crazy, awesome title. And he is actually dubbed the uh, protector of the, um, of the Phoenix. And basically he gets some of the abilities. So you probably saw that in the, in the, the game reveal, uh, gameplay reveal. What was that, uh, Tokyo Game Show or something like that earlier this year? Uh, yes. Something like that, yeah. So yeah, they show him darting around using fire and whatnot. That was because he was a the icon's protector and he's a link to it. So what you also saw was the a freak um busting in and effing up Rosaria and basically attacking somebody. And it looks like you can infer that Joshua gets assassinated in this um attack. And you see Ifri just tearing into something from the from the POV. So he's obviously tearing into uh Phoenix. And it's like, yo, so Joshua dies. And I guess that's that's what when they flash forward with a older looking Clive, that's him, you know, being disgraced because he couldn't protect his little brother and has to go in his quest of revenge. So that's pretty much going to be the whole game. So yeah, that's going to be pretty dope. They got a couple other ones, but I haven't really gotten into them because they didn't really they weren't really prevalent in the uh, in the um, uh, trailer. <laughs> but uh, you know, they had the Holy Empire of Sam Burke, Sam Burke, Sam Burke, Sam Brick. I can't remember either. Um, yeah. Uh, the Kingdom of Wally, well, Wally. I'm just butchering these names up, people. So you can go ahead and check them out yourself. Dalmaki Republic, the Iron Kingdom, and um, the Crystalline Dominion. I think this is the one. Um, which one is this one? Does it even have an icon in this place? Maybe not. Anyways. Yeah, but that's that. That's the gist of what I gotten so far. I'm super excited about this. I kind of been not been putting my um, toes in this too much because I don't. I want to kind of go into a fresh when it finally comes out in like 2022 or whenever. But they'll probably trickle us more news as as we go on. Yeah, but the uh, the, the the teaser um, site is up, so you check it out when you want to. Yeah, because you know how much Square Square Enix likes to tease us. Just give us a little bit, bit by bit. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. And Loco, you're a jerk. Uh, That's random. 
Well, no, he, uh, Loco from the Three Shades podcast, he uh, texted me because I was listening to their most recent episode today. He he, he took my outro, you know, uh, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. I was like, you forgot the rate, review, subscribe part. He's like, damn, man, my bad. I'm still learning. You're a pro at this. Um, that's why we're stealing your material. Also, be sure to check out our new podcast, Upset Blurs, where the nerds are black or Latin and the nerds are upset. <laughs> You wow. All right. That was pretty witty. I'm going to give him that one. <laughs> All right. So what is your favorite Wes Craven movie? Hmm. I mean, I, I can easily just, the first thing that pops in my mind is Scream. Wait, you got Scream over A Nightmare on M Street? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, first of all, I grew up on Scream. I had to go back and watch Nightmare on M Street. Wait, also, you didn't grow up watching Nightmare on M Street? Yes and no. I mean, I was, I mean. It was vague. The first so Scream. Yeah, the first screen came, came out, out in 97, 96. Yeah. So we, we that's when we grew up. Okay, yeah, so, that's understandable. Um, additionally, the first screen was legit. It really was. Yeah, still holds up to this day. I mean, yeah. technology's a little bit dated in the wardrobe, but, you know, still a good movie. Yeah, and, and some of the characters' personalities are a bit wacky when you compare them to people today, but yeah. I think it holds up. All right, so Jordan Peele, one of our favorite horror directors, just a little segue. That's why I brought it up. Is remaking one of my favorite Wes Craven movies. And do you know what that is? No. The Surprise. People Under the Stairs. Oh, I totally forgot about that one. Yeah. Uh, the news just came out about a day and a half ago. So I can't wait to see his take on that. And I hope he actually directs this one. Instead of, you know, just writing the script and off shooting it to, you know, a writer. I mean, a director. Like, I have, like, no offense to Candy, man. I'm very excited to see it, but I want to I see Jordan do this one. I mean, writing a script, that gives you a lot of creative input. Like, you're pretty much building the bones of the movie. I know. So, I mean, I wouldn't just cut it out. I wouldn't downplay the importance of a good script. Yeah. And all if it's a good director, if he has a good resume, then I say go for it. If they have a good resume. They... Not just he. All right. What do you got? All right. So besides Final Fantasy, uh, we also um, do. So this whole thing with, with uh, Justice League, Ray Fisher, and Joss Whedon. Speaking of the cast. Like, that's still going, man. Yep. Like, dude, it, it, like, everyone's, like, everyone's actually collaborating with, um, with Ray Fisher. And they're saying um, they accuse the director of, of, of erasing um, characters of color, like including Kiersey Clemens, Iris West, um, Zing, uh, uh, Zong Kai's uh, Ryan Choi, apparently was in it. Yeah. Um, Karen Bryson's Eleanor Stone. Like, yo, like they, they he wrote, he, he, he shortened, wrote shortened Joe, Joe Morton's Silas Stone scenes. Like, yeah, like I follow Ray on the Angry Blurbs uh, Twitter account. Yeah. And- Boy, he just be ranting. I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I'm like, yo, he he got an axe grind. He's grinding it, and I'm yeah. like, I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Okay, I don't know why they pulled him in on this project in the first place. Because they wanted him to try to turn it into the next Avengers. Yeah, and it and it, and it was awful because it was never going to be that. It's like, can you imagine they had him come in there and try to fix Man of Steel? Man of Steel had his problems, but. It didn't need to be um, Swedenized or, or Whedonized. 
You know, the same thing with um, uh, Batman v Superman. Had a lot of problems, pacing issues. Uh, was another thing, uh, uh, editing, you know? I would, you know, choose to change some things about that, but guess what? It was still watchable. Justice League was not watchable. I, I wanted to like that movie, but oh boy, was it a mess. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, this is old news, but I mean, the movie came out three years ago at this point, but still, we're still talking about it. That's how bad this movie is. Yeah. I mean, geez. I mean, and then this whole debacle with that is just like, I mean, race was just one of the issues with the with the reshoot process. There were ma- massive blowups. There were threats, coercion, taunting, unsafe work conditions, belittling, gaslighting. Like you wouldn't believe it. Like, yo, and this is coming from um, um, uh, Fisher's own words. I'm like, this is toxic. Yeah, and uh, his, Josh Whedon's lawyers just recently denied all claims whatsoever. I mean, it's already got, it's gotten to the lawyers. I'm I like, mean, what? but come on, man. Even like Jason Momoa is speaking out. I mean, we haven't heard anything else from like, you know, Ben Affleck, Gil Godot, or Henry. Henry yeah. I think one of those three come out, especially Ben Affleck, because he got yeah, some weight. In, um, yeah, he's yeah. got the most weight out of like all, the entire out of everyone in that film. Yes. Yeah, so if he says something, then, okay. Yeah. I don't know, but okay, look, I'm going to segue off of something that's not Renner related. I mean, I, I want to like Ben Affleck, but yo, he was a little quiet on the whole Harvey Weinstein thing for a while, you know? I did mean, he, know, he probably he didn't know. Did he not know? We don't know. I'm going to throw that out there. I mean, yeah, he's been cast in Miramax films, but, you know, I'm pretty sure he didn't have, like, a a standing relationship with Harvey. I mean, like... I hear they were that. boys, but... Uh, well, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know if that's it. true or not. I mean, you hear you heard the whole story about Brad Pitt and um, and uh, and Cameron Diaz, right? No. Yeah, well, uh, basically on the on the I think it was a set of seven. Like Cameron Diaz was just starting her career; she's super young, insanely sexy, and it's like she's just like this is her. She was a nobody; she barely had a role before. So that. this was like after the mask because that yeah, was her after first. the mask. She went right into seven, right? And she was dating Brad Pitt at the time, and um, and yeah, basically Harvey Weinstein doing his thing and like you know trying to trying to, you know, do his Harvey Weinstein thing. And she got worried, like, yo, if I say no, this guy's going to ruin my career and stuff like that. And Brad Pitt being the heavy name, this guy, he was, he was heavy back then, you know? It's Brad Pitt. He was with Sexy Man Alive at that point. So you wasn't not going to not cast Brad Pitt, you know? So he come in there and he's like, yo, I'm going put, to put my foot in your ass if you come to my girlfriend again and, you know, put and put Harvey Weinstein in this place. That dude's super cool for doing that. Had his girl back. So I think I heard this story before. Yeah, it, it, should, well, he, it was can, it was something. It was a very similar. Why yeah, it was an story. interview. She she said it in an interview. So yeah, it was. So you can look it up. It was. So anyways, like that happened. So clearly, if that's your boy saying stuff like that, you had it had to come out earlier that he did it to someone else. Oh yeah, because Seth Seth MacFarlane had a very similar situation when he was hosting the Oscars. He took a jab at Weinstein because Weinstein made a pass at one of his friends. Yeah. Exactly. The, the dude had a reputation, and I'm surprised. Well, I'm not surprised, but it took a long time for someone to for that shot to come out, catch up to him. Yeah, is he not dead yet? No, he he had a scare in jail. I think he like man scared uh, himself into a grave. All right, back had, to like, back to Justice League. But yeah, so hold on. So yeah, so. Uh, this actually, like, more of this came out in an interview that Ray Fisher did with Forbes, I want to say, like, four days ago or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah. So, 
they said that you know Forbes didn't name names specifically who told them about um the manipulation of uh his skin tone so, so yeah so basically like it was also some colorist issues as far as Ray Fisher's skin tone which so he's actually darker yeah uh, which now that I think about it if you go back and rewatch the original Justice League trailer he is slightly darker the crazy thing is like, okay here's the problem I think they said this is my this is my opinion I think they set Zack Snyder up to fail so they want to cash in on that um, on that uh, Avengers slash shared universe money. So they decide, yo, let's do it backwards and it'll be quicker. That could Once have again, succeeded. In the words of my uncle, Charlemagne the God, the Justice League were introduced in a fucking email attachment. Yes, they were. Listen, uncle. He likes to be called uncle. Weird. I don't know why you call him uncle. I'm gonna move on. The point is, they set the dude up to fail. He had to basically shoehorn in this entire universe in one movie. And it's like, and, they, and he did it. You know, he gave us Ray Fisher. He gave us Iris West. He gave us Stephen Wolf. He gave us um, uh, Desaad. You know, it's like, yo, he, he we had a lot of characters in this dang movie. You know, Martian Manhunter is apparently in this movie. Yeah. All right. It's like, yo, yeah, it was supposed he to be tried, Henry Lennox. Yeah, he tried his goddamn best. And they want to spit on him when he had a family tragedy. Well, you know? well, no. If anything, I think you should really blame the writers. So a lot of this has to go, this blame has to go to Chris Terrio and David Sawyer. I mean, David Goyer. No, I don't even sound David Goyer. Yeah, David Goyer wrote the movie. Along with Chris Terrio. Yeah. We had the black suit Superman, man. Yeah. He was a, he, the, the suit he came up with? Yeah. yeah. Also, I, I think his Joker would have been more tolerable. I want I want to give him credit and say I think his Joker would have been more tolerable. Well, we will find out when the Snyder cut. I think we will sure. find out. Also, we got to see Darkseid. Yeah. Yeah, we did get a first look at Darkseid. Yeah, we'll see more of the Nightmare. I, I mean, now that it's going to be a, uh, 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 um, a miniseries... I'm actually kind of excited. Yeah. Um, it's a also, Stephen series. Wolf is going to look menacing and imposing. And um, yeah. But yeah. And hopefully they can fix yeah, the Superman reshoots. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, to God. They oh, shut up. You didn't even notice the whole lip thing until I, I did. said it was no, weird looking. No, no, you did not. I didn't notice that they messed with the mustache. It's just his face was off. You really see it. It's like, yeah, okay, you were like, what's up with his face? I'm like, they had to edit out his beard. Yeah, exactly. And it looked weird. It's like, yo, it was wacky. Yeah, nuts. Um, but yeah, oh, also more Star Labs and Cyborg. Like They, they cut some of um, Ray Fisher's scene. It's like, so I'm glad they're going to add all this in. Ryan Choi, we said that already, but yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm going to... Um, I'm, I'm excited. So hopefully, even if it sucks, at least it'll be entertaining, you know? And maybe we can get um, more of uh, uh, Joe uh, Maganello. Uh, oh, my God. Maganello. <laughs> How does that hurt? Say it with Maganello. me. Maganello. Magane- there you go. Maganello. <laughs> like, um, as soon as I heard you say that, oh like, oh, shit, like, go. It's just so looks fire. <laughs> Can't even oh, fucking man. say Maganello. I don't know. Like I said, but I'm still I'm surprised this is still going on. Well, it is going to go until it goes. All right. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah. 
don't say that because then the guy from Three Shades think we're going to say we stole it from them. We didn't. Well, it's, it's a, what do you mean? I stuff from them. It's a saying. People say it. In fact, it's, it's actually a whole ironic a joke on Trump because he said it is what it is to Corona. Yeah. And Donald Trump can SMD, FTB. Yeah. Anyways, um, go on. All right. Uh, I just want to throw a quick shout out to Paul Rudd for giving voters cookies. Hell yeah. Paul Rudd is such a cool dude. Yep. The man's a vampire. So... This keeps changing, so I am going to drop some major movie releases coming next October to through December. So, obviously, October 1st, we got Dune. October 15th, The Last Duel. Also October 15th, Halloween Kills. October 22nd, a movie I've named multiple times, and I don't need you to stop me while I'm going ahead, Snake Eyes. November 5th, Eternals. November 12th, Fantastic Beast 3, which I'm still not sure I'm going to see because J.K. Rowling and whatnot. Look, she it, look the lady going to get money no matter what. And just so, so You should be there to support the actors and the writers and directors, all right? She's going to get money. Even if you, even, everyone stopped um, reading and watching her content. The lady is still worth half a billion dollars or more, all right? So you know what? Her money ain't going nowhere, all right? She rich. Get over it. She's a turf. Get over it. All right. No one got it. You don't got to like her. Just enjoy yourself. I didn't enjoy the second one. No, that's something entirely different. <laughs> Fantastic Beast suck, and I think the second one was worse. But no, the first one was said, good. The second one was no. Uh, the first one wasn't as bad as the second one, but it wasn't good either. All right. Well, whatever. We can go down that deep dive whenever this one comes out. Uh, November nineteenth, King Richard with Will Smith, because you were wondering why he's not coming back for Suicide Squad. Remember. And no also, one cares, November, and I'm glad he's gone. And oh, wow, and also November 19th, Mission Impossible 7. All right, December 10th, West Side Story, December 17th, uh, Spider Man 3, which I'm gonna say there's no place like home since they all have a home time, uh, some, something related to home. December 22nd, Matrix 4 and Sherlock Holmes 3. So we will be getting more of Jude Law and Robert Downey Jr. Dude, okay. So And I just realized we've had, what, three Sherlocks in the MCU and two Watsons? Yes, there's a joke about it. It's like, live long enough if you uh, die here or live long enough to see yourself become a Sherlock. But yeah, so three Sherlocks and two Watsons in the MCU. Yes. Well, okay, hang on. I'm no, sorry you didn't say who the second Watson was. No, because we have um, we have Jula, obviously, and then we have. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, three Sherlock's. No, because Henry Cavill is Sherlock, but he's not in the MCU. No. Okay, we got Robert Downey Jr., Benedict uh-huh. Cumberbatch, uh huh, and Henry Cavill. Are we missing someone else? Um, no. So that's what it was. It was two Sherlock's. MCU. Yeah. Two Sherlock's, three Watsons. Yeah, the third one, hang on, we have Jula, Martin Freeman, and... Wait for it. You ready? I know you're going to say it doesn't count, but you ready? He did play Watson. John C. Riley. He did, and it was a Holmes and Watson movie or something like that, right? Yes. That movie sucked, didn't it? I downloaded it, but still haven't watched it. There's a lot of stuff I've downloaded and haven't watched. Uh, Join the club. Like, I'm probably going to watch the... The two most recent DC releases, so Man of Tomorrow and The Death of the Family. Uh, well, I mean, okay, look, we've yet to actually see Death of the Family in film, 
But the whole, cam- I've said this before, the whole campaign around the calling in on social media or whatever to see, to see make him oh, live. Once again, that's not how it works, you idiot. Please explain it to me again, because I thought it was confusing and dumb. The Blu-ray is yes. a choose-your-own-adventure. That's like dumb. That's only on the Blu-ray. The digital edition is just a straight movie. You okay, so Jason dies no matter what. Yes, but it's also determined like if he becomes Red Robin or not, or if just the Red Hood. And he's going to become the Red Hood. Oh he's going to he's going to get resurrected. Why change it? I don't what's, know. What's I don't. I don't work at Warner Brothers Animation. I think it's. I think it's just a waste of money. Just just show me a dang movie. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's not the freaking Killing Joke again. No, it will not be the Killing Joke. Oh, uh, tell Bruce Timm to stay home. Bruce Timm ain't got nothing to do with this movie. Good. Tell him to stay home. I think he is. Good. Stay home, right. Bruce Tim. Don't catch right. Corona. We care about you, but we mad about um, um, Killing Joe. All right. So out of those 12 movies I've just named, which one are you excited to see the most? I lost the track of what you were saying because Dude. I'm mad at Bruce Tim. <laughs> Duel, Halloween Kills, Colonels, <laughs> Fantastic Beast 3, King Richard, Mission Impossible 7. Well, I'm probably Doom, man. Doom. This is called Doom. Okay. <laughs> I'm going with Spider-Man, obviously. Good grief. What do you have? See, this is why I hate when you go on tangents. <laughs> you, you are the Joe Budden of our podcast. I am not the Joe Budden of our podcast. All right. Jeez. All right, go. Call people out their name, man. Just, that's, not, that's not cool. We know he uh, going on tangents. Everybody know it. Go. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, all right. So, all right. So, we have um, a slew of video game movie adaptations that are going to Netflix right now. Specifically, we have Assassin's Creed. I thought I was going to do that story. You were going to do that story? I lost my train of thought now. Go ahead, though. Keep going. Okay, yeah. All right, anyways. <laughs> you said I should do it. So. My bad. All Go right, ahead. so we have Assassin's Creed in particular coming in as a series. Yes. This time. Hopefully, they cast racially appropriate characters, and hopefully it doesn't suck balls. And hopefully it's movie. true to the fucking game. All right, well, yeah, it definitely needs to be true to the first game, which unfortunately is insanely boring. Should we just skip the first? Okay, so here's the thing. This is the oh, one time... You set up. Yeah, you, you do. This is the one time where you're going to have to fill in with some um, uh, creative liberties with this. This is the one time I'll say this, because uh, the first Assassin's Creed is garbage, in my opinion. I know what no, it did. No, Altier just was... They just didn't give him enough. Dude, the whole plot definition. was born, man. He had a, he was born. The plot was born. It was born. That's man. what I'm saying. So like you have to like go more into the depth of Altair. Like, perfect example. They gave Enzio four games. Yeah, because Enzio was an interesting character. I didn't I'm, I wasn't even into Assassin's Creed at that point, but I knew he was an interesting character. Connor it's, had one game and Connor was a um very interesting character. Yes, he was an interesting character. So was Edward Kenway. They got interesting. He's the only he's so he's probably the worst. Of protagonists we've had to date, all right. I think all of them were all pretty good in their own light if you've done it done correctly. But Altair yeah, uh, is pretty awful, all right. He's just boring. so hopefully they can fix that. That's what I'm saying. The they got to do some like depth, and but, it would um, be awesome. Yeah, but we have we have um we have. But yeah, this is all based off of a partnership between Netflix and Ubisoft, so. Yeah, we also have a Beyond Good and Evil movie coming oh, no, wait, out. Let me finish. Yeah, I'm, I know I'm trying to take over, but oh, go yeah, ahead. So you, they're going to do the partnership is all live action anime, animation, and anime. Yeah. All right, but continue. I just oh. wanted to add that part in. 
Okay, cool. All right, fine. All right. Yeah, so we have Beyond Good and Evil, like I said before. Um, we also have an animated Splinter Shell show. Like, that might be Splinter cool. Splinter Cell. That's what I said. Splinter Shell. I said Cell? Cell? Okay, yes. Splinter Cell. I, I meant to say Splinter Cell. And um, I don't know why we need an animated movie of The Division. Um, I Look, guess. because you don't play The Division, that don't mean. All right, I so, I mean. Uh, I need, we, me and Jerry were just actually talking about that. We need to get back on it. We ain't been on in a few months. Uh, do I have the division? No, I don't have don't. division two. That's why I don't. Have, I don't have the division two. We have two. All right. All right. What was I saying? Yeah. So did you say splinter? Yeah, you did. Cause you said splinter shell. Yeah. So all right. So the division. I mean, you got the the whole virus thing. I guess that will be a fun show to watch. Nice post apocalyptic show. Shoot, if HBO can do The Last of Us, why can't Netflix do The Division? I mean, that's arguable if they should do Last of Us, but hopefully it's good. I mean, can they keep it going? If they have, okay, look. Both shows, all right, uh, Division and Last of Us, you need to have a set amount of series you want to do on that. Do not drag it on. If you say you're going to do three seasons, Walking Dead. Yeah, say, say if you're going to do three seasons, do three seasons, shut the hell up, get out. Tell your story, get out. That's it. You're going to do two seasons. Sometimes the best shows are short, all right? Period. Breaking Bad. Yes. They had a, they had a story to tell, and they got the hell out. They didn't come back for more money and, um, and had the right stuff. Otherwise, you end up looking like Breaking Bad. did with Better Call Saul. I mean, but it was... Better Call Saul is good, though. Yeah. Another another good short uh, series, Better Call Saul. Yeah. It was five, five seasons? I think, yeah, five was the last. Yeah. But you also forgot Resident Evil, Infinite Darkness. That's not... That's not um, Ubisoft, but yeah, that's that's also. But, yeah, yeah, but you brought up Netflix. Period. You didn't say Ubisoft. I brought yeah, that's true. Up that Ubisoft was doing a partnership. Yeah, that is so. True. So yeah, Resident we have a crap ton of um, uh, video game properties. Yeah. yeah. So so the live action Resident Evil series, Resident Evil Infinite, Infinite Darkness, Devil May Cry, Final Fantasy, the Cuphead show, and something you might like, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which hopefully is going to come out before the game. Oh, all right. Press, Go ahead. Segue press to F it. to pay respects. All right, yo. Seg- segue right into it. Go. Okay, like most, like like a lot of people, I was excited for Cyberpunk. As you guys know, I bought it, bought it up numerous times throughout the podcast. Yeah. On multiple episodes. Yeah. So yes, I'm excited to say the least. All right. Almost every day. Obviously so. And unfortunately, we got news that it was delayed from November 19th to December 10th. And this was, to say the least, earth shattering. All right, I was depressed. Yeah, this is what the fourth, uh, the fourth uh, date. Yeah, it's just yes, the it, fourth date changed because it was originally supposed to come out in April. Yes, and this game was announced back in 2012. And then September, know yeah, and then September, and now we was at November, and now we are at December. December. Now, so, hopefully, this is the last one. Knock on wood, and I'm putting on my clown makeup because I'm sounding like a clown not believing these people, but. Imagine taking time off from work, putting in your PTO to play this game, and then now you got to move your days around to accommodate. All right, because otherwise you you use your your freaking vacation to stare at the wall, think about cyberpunk. It's like the, moral of the story is don't be like Samir. Wait until you know two weeks before the game actually comes out. Yo, sometimes your show, your your job needs you to put in three weeks in advance or something like that. The point is they they, they said the game was gold, which technically. Gold doesn't mean finished. That's understandable. In the game industry, um, they, they say gold. They mean the game is uh, playable and just needs to have bug fixes, and then you're good to go. That's it. 
All right, so to us, the general public, it means ready to ship and ready to go. That's not the case. And I understand that, and I know they want to make a perfect product. So, okay, I'm not mad at that, but it still hurts. Yeah. I mean, well, you, that's all you, homie. Told you to stop uh, getting all excited. But we got a uh, another cast uh, member for the pacemaker uh, series. So, hold on a second. I just had it. Where did it go? Wait, they're working on another craft. Yeah, oh, no. I, yeah. I, we, I talked about that. I'm gonna do a review for it um, in the, towards the end of the podcast. Yeah. So, Deadline reported that Steve uh, Agi will appear in the uh, spinoff series. So, he will be reprising one of his roles from the Suicide Squad. But we don't know if it's going to be. Uh, oh, it's not King Shark. It's uh, he's going to be playing John Acano Acamos who is the warden of the Bell Rev Federal Penitentiary and one of Amanda Waller's Bell close Reeve allies. It's Bell Reeve, right? It's Rev. It's R-E-V-E. Is it? I thought it was Reeve. No, hold on a second. Yeah, it's Rev. Sorry, dude. Oh, sorry, me. They okay. changed it on Smallville to Bell Reeve. I don't know why, but yeah. Well, that's another reason why I'm, um, what that, uh, don't you sucks. shut your bitch ass mouth. <laughs> Somebody save me. If that band didn't break up, I'm pretty sure they would sue us for copyright infringement for that. Come on down, say right through and say. What is up with the country twang in your voice? It's not a country song. Hey, look, 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 that was the best thing about that show. Shout out to Remy Zero. Good God. Um. All right. Um, go ahead, dude. <laughs> oh, lost my chance thought with that. Um, but yeah, so that's all I had for that news. I'm a, I'm gonna throw in some movie news, a little bit more movie news later. What do you got? Um, yeah. What, uh, so it's my turn now. All right. Yeah. So, um, all right. I got I got something to pros here. So. I have yet to watch, I'm, I'm planning to, but I haven't yet, uh, The Mandalorian, right? All right, so Same have here. you watched it yet? Okay, so let's put. Let's go ahead and, and feel the, um, the audience here, or at least just us two, between us two of us. What do you hope happens this season? Let's do, let's do some shout-outs and some predictions. I really have no idea, to tell you the truth. I just want to watch it and enjoy it. Like, I saw, like, an article that said, like, they just, like, straight out the gate, the first episode was amazing of this season. But I do plan on watching it probably after this, after we record this, and I will, you know, postpone editing this episode for an hour and some change. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. I'm a I'm a pretty diehard Star Wars fan, so I have some um, obvious some uh, uh, expectations and uh, you know hopes. Hey, man, that John Favreau has never done us wrong. Hopefully, no, not yet. So, for instance, um, the dark saber. We need to know how why he has it uh, and and when he acquired it. All right. 
I mean, we know why he has it. He wants to cut stuff up. But how he acquired it and when he acquired it are very important things. All right. And in case you didn't know, the dark saber is a uh, is the saber of the first and I think only Mandalorian Jedi in history. All yeah, right. We talked that, about that before. Yeah. Right, we did. So I'm going to rehash that. Upon his passing, the, uh, the Jedi Order had it on his grave, whatever. The Mandalorians took it back, and then, you know, they had it in their capital, whatever, what have you, right? And it was passed down through uh, the people, through the bearer of House Vizsla, I think mostly, or at least other great houses that, that ran Mandalore, right? Anyways, uh, long story short, you find uh, it ends up in the hands of Star Wars Rebels, Savine Wren. She takes over Mandalore, uh, the, the planet Mandalore. She, she pretty much ascends to her proper birthright as the house of the, the head of House Vizsla and has the Darksaber, right? And gets trained how to use it. All right, great. That's the last person we saw had it, who was a main character of a much beloved series. And then we get this D-bag in the Mandalore played by um, Giancarlo. Oh my God. Okay, you said his name right. I thought you said I thought you said John. No, John. Yeah, look, Juan Carlo. Yeah, that's the name. Gian Carlo. Look, man. Shut not up. Juan. It's a G, not a J. Gian Carlo. Who? Look, shut up. All right, you gave me sidetracked. All right. Look, anyway. Not my fault. You can't say names. I can say names just fine. All right. Tell it to Joe Maglo. Look, all right. His, his wife is hot. All right. I think he's okay with me butchering his name up. Well, he got a wife that fine. I digress. All right. So how did he acquire the Darksaber? Because if you know anything about Sabine Wren, you know that you would have to cold, uh, pry from her cold, dead fingers to get it to get away from her. So hopefully he did not do just that. All right. Because quite frankly, what she, she was, what, 17 to, to 18 in Rebels? So that would put her at about mid to late 30s in, uh, in Mandalorian. Like so that. she should be very alive and well at this point. So yeah. hopefully she's not dead. Uh, next, all right, I would like to see Ahsoka Tano. Everyone wants to see Ahsoka Tano. Just give us Ahsoka Tano, all right? Yeah. All right, that, that's, that's, that's it. I mean, just do it. The fans will be happy. You'll make money. You like making money, Disney. Just, just give us Ahsoka, okay? She should be in her late 40s-ish, I think, at this time, by, by that point. So it would be a perfect cast for um, to, to throw in an actress, put the makeup on, bada-bing, bada-boom. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so also, apparently, this is this is unrelated, but kind of related. Uh, um, Ian McGregor was on set uh, doing costume um, tests. Or you motherfucker, fitting, costume I talked fittings. about that last week. Yeah. No, he didn't. Did yes, you? I did, because we brought up nostalgia. It was his old costume, you dumbass. Yeah, I did. Okay, well, I'm just doing it. I did. It was in the article, all right? That's what I'm saying. I'm reading the, <laughs> reading the article about the Mandalorian season two. And then why you need to listen to the podcast so you don't rehash stuff. Or even Look, I wouldn't be able to retain all that information. You know, we put a lot of information out, bro. Samir, I have notes in the description of time and timestamps. Well, you know what, Bernard? What? It's your turn. <laughs> all right, so I got some CW news. And first things first, we're going to talk about what are your thoughts on Javicia Leslie's uh, Batwoman suit? You know my thoughts. On I that know your day. thoughts, but I want the people to know what your thoughts are. Hence the reason I asked you. The suit looks fine. It's who's wearing the suit, okay? I don't know how they're going to write this character in and how they're going to unwrite the other character. You know, the funny thing is I was thinking about this at work because I knew I was going to bring it up on the podcast. I was, I was like, are they going to kill off Kate King? Because they said they weren't. 
They just wanted to leave it open. It doesn't make sense. But She's I was thinking if they kill her off, they're just going to kill her off on screen in a bomb, and then it's going to be revealed that she was, uh, that Jacob Kane's daughter this whole time was Batwoman, and he's going to be disgraced and basically get, you know, forced out of Gotham, and the Crows are going to more or less either get disbanded or her ex-girlfriend is going to become the leader, and that's as far as I got. Okay, that's great, I guess, but it's like, okay, so you got you got to move you got to move the dad out because he doesn't have any connection to this other character. I don't know what the heck they're gonna do with Alice. I said this before. I don't know what they had to gonna do with Alice. Um, the the stepsister, all right, they were bonding and they she, they, they were friends and they were they were becoming closer as a family. What are they gonna do with her character and where she's going? Because she was she was her character was interesting. All right, as a side character, she was my favorite. All right, because at first you think she's annoying. Ditsy kind of cute girl, but then it turns to find out she's running a clinic on the side. She's a med student, all right, who's who has great scores, you know. So she has layers, and this whole uh, this whole character development track that she was on, and yet that's all smashed because this new chick isn't going to have a connection to that. It might, I think, if any character gets put in there, it's going to be her. But the problem is, she, uh, the main character, won't have any connection to her mom and won't know what's going on with that. All right. Kate, on the other hand, was her stepsister and stepdaughter to the mom who got murdered in season one. You know, so that was cool. Okay, that was it was all tangled up with this familiar ties. Don't get me started on the on the on the the, the other chick, the, um, the ex girlfriend, because that was Sophie. that was a cool thing. Yeah, Sophie and her husband. Oh my god, that was so cool, and that was that was a good love triangle right there. That was great. But no, her husband left her. Regardless. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was he was gonna come back. He, you know he was gonna come back. Maybe. And I ain't, because it was the point. Yeah, because once you I, I'm just saying that show, back. they just recast the actors. I can't state this enough. Do not tie characters to actors. It doesn't make sense that the characters should live longer than the actor. All Yo, right. Joe Button. Only thing I asked you about was the costume. I said the costume's fine. <laughs> 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 went on a whole five minute tangent. Dude, I told you what I said about it. And you want to know my thoughts? I had to get ter- on the a, costume. Then you, you went put on the, the coin. You gotta let the you gotta let that song play, boy boy. Oh, no one uses coins for jukeboxes anymore. It's all. It's that, that's the only way that analogy works, man. I guess. All right. So anyway, that show will return on January seventeenth, and. Uh, Black Lightning will return for its fourth season on February 8th. Then on February 23rd, we will get season seven of The Flash and Superman and Lois. Mm. All right. And Nancy Drew's second season, which I'm surprised this show got renewed because I checked out of it like halfway through like oh, the yeah. second episode. That's coming back January 20th. Uh, my favorite reboot, Charms, will be back on January 24th. And that's all we have so far as far so far as CW series goes. No update on Green Arrow and the Canaries yet. Uh no notification of when Riverdale will be coming back. Uh they're airing the final episodes of that trash show that Eric Kripke left, Supernatural, which should have ended on, on when he wanted it to end, but nope. And I can't think of any other CW shows that I watch. Because you know what I want to know more. Katie King got canceled. Oh yeah, I got super canceled. Well, yeah, Lizzie uh, Lizzie Green was on it. Everything she does gets canceled. I mean, she's the Michael Ely of white women. <laughs> what other show she got canceled on? Uh, she had a show last uh, two years ago on the CW called 
a second chance where I think she got diagnosed with cancer and it went into remission after she like basically like went on this whole tangent. Oh my goodness, next got canceled on Fox. Uh, how many seasons that had? It just started. It was a show with John Slatter. It was it was kind of like along the lines of person of interest and stuff. It was like the AI was becoming smarter and smarter. But I think they originally uh, listed it as a limited series anyway. Well, live and learn. They also canceled their other show, Filthy Rich, which was just, yeah. All right, what do you got? All right, so more Star Wars news. Uh, they also uh, gave more information on the High Republic uh, comic book series that's going to be starting up soon. How do you and just like wedge that in with your other Star Wars news? I don't know. Because I didn't want to take up too much of the segment. Oh my goodness, just go. Well, why, why are you getting mad? I'm not getting mad. I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm excited for any, anything dealing with the High Republic. I think it's dope. And I'm um, just. Wait, gonna... who's doing this? Disney? I mean, Marvel? Yeah. I didn't see any news about this. I mean, it's it's there, and they they released some they they released some more concept art. Because you know, I read the Star Wars stuff. You don't, but I re- I'm, well, I want to read this because it's not dealing with the Rebellion era. Look, I'll I'll skim some Rebellion era stuff, but I'm a little tired of that era of Star Wars. All right, how many times can we blow up the Death Star or see what times they did between the Death Star and Empire Strikes Back? Well, or that's what it Empire? is. It's in between the films. So yeah, like- do we need to know that though? I mean, you don't want to know what Luke did after he lost. It's just going to make them. It's just going to rehash what they already know. We know about these characters, and that's it. It's like we, we know that that, Luke, that Darth Vader is a badass. We know that Luke Skywalker ain't going is, has mad potential. You, we know that Han don't take no one's shit, and we know that Leia is a badass. We know well, these. Well, things. we saw certain things like Vader uh, manipulating the Kyber crystal till it, you know, turned red. And a few other things that, that yes, we know that well, Kyber crystals that, that was revealed also in the Ahsoka Tano novel that she purified a uh, a red um, Kyber crystal and turned it white. Your Kyber crystal is attuned to your force attunement. So yes, that is known in Star Wars lore. Down, that's that's common knowledge at this point. I know, but a lot of people didn't read that stuff. So. A lot of people suck. Good grief, man! Don't <laughs> don't you know? All right, well, our listeners. <laughs> All right, well, that, that was a bit of gatekeeping, and I apologize. Yes, anyways, it, it, a little uh, bit. Yeah, so, we, so, um, so they released a bunch of concept art for the High Republic, mainly um, focusing on the antagonists of the series. Um, they, for instance, they have this one particularly really well designed creature called the the Dringer, Dringer, which looks really cool. It's like a mass of teeth and plants, and you know, vines. It looks pretty dope. So definitely check that out. Uh, also, there's this uh, criminal organization called the Nihil, which obviously is like a uh, abbreviation of nihilism, I guess. And uh, yeah, this is a group of, of, of savage marauders that live out in the outer rim, and they basically just run around and just f stuff up. And they have three different divisions, and yeah, just, and they have three divisions with various different um, uh, races. So I'm super excited, can't wait. And lastly, they have this um, this character. He is. Um, He's like the head of the Nihil. It's like, I think his name is um, Marcheron Rowe, which he's basically just his standard gun-toning, masked, uh, cool Baron type. Looks pretty dope. And I don't know, I can't wait to see what they do with these characters. I, I, I just get, I'm a sucker for really good concept art. Okay. Yeah, I'm hyped. Hype, hype, hype. Hype is real. Cool. 
All right. Well, I think we are out of news, but I am going to give uh, people a recommendation. Uh, recommendation what's wrong with me i'm turning into you a recommended series to watch it was, i actually just found out also about i mean i do have that review of uh the craft legacy oh yeah oh yeah i'll get into that because uh, i forgot all about that go ahead sir all right yeah okay so i watched the craft legacy it's yeah i don't know where because basically tell us more samir i, I was a fan of this of the uh of the 90s cult classic wasn't a great movie but it had some it had mad charm right um now there are some difference, vast differences between these two properties, but they are a sequel. That it is a sequel because it takes place right. It takes place not right after, but after years um, after. Yeah, years after, like twenty, almost twenty years after the original film. All right, but it's a sequel. All right, and there's but there is a lot of differences. So whereas the other one was tapping into uh, the the edgy '90s um, uh, culture, where it employed a lot of uh, current emo and grunge rock. At the time, and in the in the fashion reflected it, you know. This one is Lots definitely. Drake. I wouldn't say Drake, but it's definitely um, in the two thousand, um, definitely around the two thousand tens to two and twenty, and how everyone behaves. It's a lot more bubbly, and um, it's less it's less you know dire and emo, and more socially aware on top uh, of everything. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, remember the, the the original craft came out in the middle of the grunge era. Yeah, and also there's a lot of other things that you can't get away with that you could do in the 90s. So, for instance, the whole idea that a bunch of uh, 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 young women gain uh, immense power and, and pretty much have the, the world laid at their feet and then decide to start turning on each other because of infighting and greed and, and, um, and you know, and just overall female Hold cattiness. On, I'm going to stop you right there because you forgot the one thing that's very important to this. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert, people. Oh, yeah, I'm going to spoil the hell out of this movie because um, ultimately, I mean, I'll, I'll let you know my, my assessment of it, but I want to spoil the hell out of this movie. I'm just going to give you a rundown of it. I want to try to not spoil it, actually. I want to just give a, a, a overarching um, uh, synopsis of it, and then you can still enjoy the film. Um, yeah, you can still enjoy the film, so it's going to be minor spoilers, all right? Anyways, so uh, the original 90s film is, uh, like I said, it, it had this weird... Thing, this real stigma that women are mean to each other all the time. And that's obviously something that has been down, um, that has been kind of regressing over the years because, you know, the sisterhood is all back and everyone, and women like to support each other nowadays because that's good. And that's, that's yeah. where we're at. So that's the huge difference between this movie. Whereas in the first film, the, the, the three, four, four women uh, ended up, you know, going at each other and basically in the coven, as it were, imploded on itself. This one, they were thick as thieves and they stayed thick as thieves you know, through the whole film. That's not minor spoiler, right? They were friends and they stayed there. They had each other's back, all right? So the, the antagonist didn't come from within the coven. It came from without, all right? So that's the one, that's minor spoiler, okay? Um, additionally, the uh, the bully of the, the, well, they had various bullies in the first one, but one in particular was this guy, this, you know, douchebag jock type um, popper guy who basically- Of course. Yeah, obviously, he basically just told a lot of lies about, you know, uh, smashing he, so, chicks. Yeah, basically, yeah, he told lies about smashing this girl, smashing that girl, whatnot, and uh, it wasn't true. And they basically got back at him by, you know, uh, mind controlling him, making him more or less their slave, and then, you know, then making one girl in particular like them, and she, you know, made him fall in love with her. That was that. Flip side to this one, dude was a jerk, you know, made fun of this one girl. So they basically now this is I, I kind of like this part of this movie. Um, now this is still a moral gray, but they kind of 
basically made him be a better form of himself. They didn't mind control him. They just said, yo, I'm going to make you a better, you got to make you want to be a better person. And that's basically they they made him grow and evolve a lot faster. Yeah, basically they, yeah, they they matured him because he might've gotten to that point anyways in his his mid to his mid twenties. Like uh, hopefully a lot of people do out of high school with their douchebags. But this guy, he did it in high school. They, they, they sped him up, you know? So that is a moral gray because you're still taking out his agency, but you can see the differences here. That one is not selfish, the one it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And now the guy became more socially aware, socially aware. He was sensitive, things like that. And it was to the point where they liked it, that he, he was so much of a better person. They actually legitimately became his friend, right? That was a, that was a huge departure from the uh, first film. I'm not going to tell you where that goes from there because, you know, there's, there's yeah, other spo- spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Um, all right. And... I think that's it without spoiling anything else, to be honest, in this film. I would say overall, I would still say I liked the, the 90s film more because of at least it was focused and had better pacing. This movie, unfortunately, was a mess. I liked, I liked certain story beats and certain uh, social commentary it had, but it was a mess and its presentation was awful. Like, well, the, the, the execution was awful, right? And I couldn't, I can't in good conscience, uh, huh, uh, recommend this movie. So if you want to watch it, you know, watch it your own risk, and you'll see what I'm talking about with some of the things and how how they get how they did good there and how poor they did in other places. But I did like some things about the movie, mainly the sisterhood and the uh, and how socially aware it was in some instances as opposed to the first film. Okay, like I said before, I didn't watch the original. I did uh, recently download it. I just haven't been around. I haven't yeah, gotten I around to watch, watch it. Definitely. But The Craft Legacy, I uh, give it about um, one star to one half stars. Out of five? Out of five. Okay, I mean, can't win them all. But yeah, so that's Samir's light spoiler review of The Craft Legacy. More of a, a heated rant, but yes. Well, I wouldn't even say he did because your, your your voice didn't inflect, you know, as much as usual like you did with that woman. Because I feel strongly about it. I know. Well, that's why we're angry blurts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about this. Uh, uh, Far Cry 6 delayed due to COVID-19. What's up with that? Yeah. That's nuts. Well, probably couldn't get production on the game done. I mean, uh, I mean, not production. Uh, uh, yeah, production. They just probably I mean, yeah, because I guess they had to quarantine a lot of the um, the staff in the warehouse. Yeah, essentially, and and now it's like it's been moved to the fiscal year of um, twenty one to twenty two. Yes, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, I, I, I was kind of looking forward to it because of Giancarlo Esposito, as you would call him, <sighs> Giancarlo Esposito. Gian, what did I say? John again. I literally just mocked you by saying John, and yet you know what? Still said John. Well, Bernard, you can not mock these nuts. How about that? If it was your turn to title the episode, that would be the episode title, but it's not. But yeah. So as I was saying before, you guys, if you are a fan of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, they actually dropped a series on Amazon Prime yesterday. And let me go back to the tab because I forgot what it was called. It's called Truth Seekers. I'm actually going to check this out after I watch The Mandalorian. Yeah. So this is a comedy horror. So like I said, if you like those two guys, check it out. So yeah, they are basically ghost hunters. Uh, oh, Malcolm McDonald's in this as well. 
really? Yeah, I'm definitely going to check this out. And Rosalie Craig and Julian Barrett. So, yeah, check that out if you have Prime. If you don't and you are a fan of those guys, you know. If you don't do. know, now you know. Yeah. So, cute pirate sound effect right there. Matey. All right. So, guys, we are going to call it a wrap because I still have to edit this. I usually edit it on Saturdays, but like I said, it's busy. And you guys have a safe and happy Halloween. Hopefully, you'll hear this tonight. If not, you'll get it on the first of the month. But anyway, this is Bernard. And this is Samir. And thank you for enjoying this episode of the Angry Blurred Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. That's how you say it, loco. All right. Uh, Yeah, join us next time. Same Blurred channel, same Blurred network. Yeah. and I will give, um, I know this is a bit late, but next uh, podcast, I will give my uh, uh, review of the Baldur's Gate 3 Early Access. I'm going to try it out and see what I think of it the first few hours. And we are also going to talk about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin because I plan on reading that tonight. And Samir, I will read it as well. And that's Samir's homework. I mean, I, I don't. If you want me to do it, don't call it homework. My mother will test it. I did not like doing homework. Okay, that's Samir's. I what what can I call? It? I can't say chore either. I will do it. Just just leave it at that. All right. Okay. Uh, watch. He probably won't do it. I'm gonna call him on Friday. Yo, you read it yet? Uh, no. Can we push the podcast back so I can read it? I don't sound like that. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm a little nasally. But, um, yeah, so if this episode is posted on Halloween, be, be ready to hear some Halloween music. If it's posted on the first, be sure, be ready to hear Bone Thugs and Harmony first in the month. Anyway, we will see you guys later.